Good morning. We are on Kafbet Amadet, the first wide line. The Gemara was discussing, uh, Rechava had asked Rava what Rabbi Yehuda holds regarding a slope which is steep enough to be a mechitza, but the people, the public, march over it, are able to walk over it, or commonly do walk over it, I should say. Uh, is that a Rishisarabim or a Rishisayachim? So ordinarily, if you have a mound which has steep sides that go up ten Tachim in the distance of the four Amos, that would be a Rishisayachim. But if the public goes over it, uh, does that change it according to Rabbi Yehuda? Tashma, come in here, Mevaot HaMufolashot, Zuborin, Zuborot, 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 Alleyways which are open on both sides in cisterns and Sikhin and Ve'arot. These are different kinds of cisterns. The Gemara and Bovatra explain the difference between these different kinds of cisterns, but we'll just call them cisterns, water collection places. Uh, they are Rishusayachi for Shabbos and Rishusarabim for Tumah. As we explained, it's considered a public place so that Tumah uh, a suffix tumah, if you have a doubt whether something is tumah, it, it's tahar in Rishisarab. Where it asks, Do you think it really means in a cistern? There's a mavoy that's open on both ends in a cistern? What's a mavoy doing in a cistern? Rather it means a mavoy which is open to a cistern on one end, and there's just a narrow strip of, of area of land to walk around, so you have the Mavoi, and at one end of it, in the center of the opening, there's a pit for gathering water, and then a narrow area around where you can get out of the Mavoi. So that is a Rishus HaYachid for Shabbos, and a Rishus HaRabim for Tumah. So the Gemara asks, Man, who is the Tana of this Bresa? Elam Aravanan. If you'll say, Sir Abanan, Hashda, Uma, Hashdam, Denecha, Tashmishte, Amri, Loat, Yurvim, Latmila, Umvatmila, in the case of the Pasig Biraos, where it's easy to walk through, Sir Abanan holds that the fact that a lot of people walk through does not nullify the Mechitzos. So, Hacha, here, Delonecha, Tashmishte, here was not easy to walk through because it's just a narrow ledge around the floor where you could walk through. Local Shikane, certainly. The fact that people walk through would not nullify the machitos. So obviously, this mavoi is going to be a rishusayachid. Elola Rabbi Yehuda must be that this brisa is according to Rabbi Yehuda, and you see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that where it's difficult to walk through, if people walk through with difficulty, it's a rishusayachid, and therefore on this slope where people walk through only with difficulty. It should be Yerushalayim. Mar says now, lo, lo olam Rabbanan. Really, the town of this price is Rabbanan. Rishutaravim l'tumah is and they needed to tell me that it is a Rishusaravim l'tumah. They did not need to tell me that it is a Rishusayachid for Shabbos, because I could have learned that from the case of Pasigirah, where people walk through easily. It's Rishusayachid. So here, where people would walk through only with difficulty, it certainly would be Rishusayachid. But they needed to tell me that it is a Rishisarabim for Tumah. Tashma, come in here, another proof. 
Shvilei Beit Gilgul, the place in Eretz Yisrael, called the Pathways of Beit Gilgul, and it was a steep slope, Rashi says vertical slope, in Eretz Yisrael, uh, and anything like that. It is a Rishusa Yachid for Shabbos and a Rishusa Ravim for Toma, on top of such a such a slope. What is Shvilei Beit Gilgul? It says anything like it. So what is the characteristic of Shvilei Beit Gilgul? The pathway of Beit Gilgul. Amri Devei Raviyanai. It said in Yeshiva Raviyanai. Kol She'en Ha'eved Yecholi Tov Te'ash Shachitim Gerutz Litnei Servion. If it's so steep that an Eved cannot carry a seya measure of wheat and run in front of the officer, that's called uh, equal, equivalent to Shvilei Beit Gilgul. So, Mani, so who is the Tana of this Paisa? Ilema Rabbanan, if you'll say it's Rabbanan, Hashda, Mahatam, Demecha, Tashmishde, in the case of the Hasegiros, where it's easy for the Rabbin to walk through, Rabbanan nevertheless say that the fact that a lot of people walk through did not nullify the mechitza. Aha, here the lo nechat was not easy to use. It's very steep. Local shikin certainly it would not nullify the mechitza. The fact that people walk through. It must be Rabbi Yehuda, and you see that where people are able to pass only with difficulty, Rabbi Yehuda would consider it a Rishu Sayachid. Amrlei, so Rava said to Shvilei Beit Gilgul, you're asking about Shvilei Beit Gilgul, Yoshua Ohevi Selhaya, Yoshua, meaning Yoshua Binun, who divided Eretz Yisrael, he loved the Jewish people, Amad became Lehen Drachim, Masartia, and he established roads and streets. Kohecha Denecha Tashmishta Masral Rabim, if it's easy to use, he gave it over to the public. Where it's not easy to use, he gave it to individuals. So Rabbi Yehuda would agree that in Eretz Yisrael, a place that is difficult to use would be Eretz But in the rest of the world, where we don't have Yoshua Binun, who divided up the land in a way that shows his love of the Jewish people, there, even though a place is difficult to use, it would be a Rishus Harabi. So presumably that would mean that nowadays when that whole division was, was Mufatel, so no longer, you know, now it doesn't have any different status than Rabbi. Uh, this was all according to Rehuda. Right. Rabbanan hold that the right, right. are not Mufatel the Mechitza. Mishnah. Echad vor harabim uve'er harabim uve'er hayachid osim lahem patsim. This arrangement of Pase Biraos, the four cornered uh, L-shaped markers, can be made for a public bore. Again, a bore is a, a pit of some kind for collecting rainwater. Ube'er harabim, so it can be made for a bore harabim, a public cistern. Ube'er harabim, and a public well. A well is something that's fed by a spring. Ube'er hayachid, and a private uh, be'er, private well. Rashi explains that a public cistern, uh, we allow it because if it would dry up, people would remind each other. 
and a well we allow even for a young fish because it's not going to dry up. Wells rarely dry up, they're fed by natural springs. But for a private cistern, which could dry up and there's nobody there to remind you, we require a regular mechitza ten fachim high. These are the words of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yudav ben Bava Omer, Enosim pasim elo lebe'erher bin dovad. Rabbi Yudav ben Bava says that pasim can only be used for a public well, which was a sha'ar asim chagoragavor asaratachim. And for everything else, you need a chagora, a belt, ten fachim high. Rashi says a belt is a fence of ropes going around like we discussed previously, you'd have, uh, we discussed it in the context of the caravan, you can make a fence of three ropes, each of them less than three tachim from the next one, uh, uh, going up to a height of ten tachim altogether. That's how Rashi learns. Toso says, Chagora, Kirush Mechitza. Chagora is a Mechitza, it's another word for a Mechitza. Turning to Chakimel Amadala, Mara, Amr of Yosef, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Halacha to Yehuda bin Bava. Rabbi Yosef said that Rabbi Yehuda said that Shmuel said the Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda bin Bava. That Pasibiros are only permitted for a Be'er Harabim, a public well. The Amr of Yosef, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Lo Hutu Pasibiros, El Be'er Mayim Chayim Bilbat. And Rabbi Yosef said that Rabbi Yehuda said that Shmuel said Pasibiros are permitted only for a spring-fed well. Utsricha. And we need both statements of Shmuel. If you had only told me the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, I would have said, I would have said that Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava permits even a public cistern of gathered water. And the reason the Mishnah said, the air harabim, a public well, is to say, not like Rabbi Akiva, who permitted even a Bor Harabim. The reason, I might think that the reason that uh, Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba said the Er Harabim is to say, not like Rabbi Akiva, who permitted even a public cistern. Therefore, Shmuel added that Pasibiros were permitted only for a, uh, a well of, of spring water. And if Shmuel had said that the Pasigurals were permitted only for a well of spring water, I would have said there's no difference between public and private. Therefore, he also told me that the Allahs like the Yehuda bin Baba, that it's permitted only for a public well. Mishnah. The Odam Rabbi Yehuda bin Baba, and more than that, Rabbi Yehuda bin Baba said, Rabbi Hudman Baba said that a garden or a carpet, a carpet is a type of enclosed area that's not a chaser, which are 70 amos plus by 70 amos plus, and the plus, the shirayim, the leftovers, is two-thirds of an amma. There's 70 and two-thirds amos by 70 and two-thirds amos. If they are enclosed by a wall or a fence that is ten fucking high, you can carry within them 
as long as they have either a guardhouse uh, for watching the orchard or a dwelling, a dwelling, or that they are smuchalair, they are close to the city. In all of these cases, they are considered mukafladira, they're considered to have been enclosed for purposes of habitation, and therefore you can carry within them. The Chacham did not permit carrying within just any enclosed area. It has to be enclosed for habitation, according to Rehuda ben Bava, and up to 70 and two-thirds Amos by 70 and two-thirds Amos. So Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Huda says it doesn't need to have a dwelling place if it just has a cistern of some kind. As I just mentioned, a bor, siach, and rara are different kinds of cisterns. If it just has a cistern of some kind, it is permitted to carry within it. Some Rabbi Yehuda is Rabbi Huda Bar Eli. Now, anytime in the Mishnah you see Rabbi Yehuda, it is Rabbi Huda Bar Eli, uh, as opposed to any other Rabbi Yehuda who gets his father's name, like Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava, or gets another name, like Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, is called Rebbe. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Rabbi Kiva says, I feel Elo, even if it doesn't have any of these things. The Tafulim Betocha, you may carry within it. As long as it is not more than 70 and two-thirds almost by 70 and two-thirds almost. The Rabbi Huda bin Bava requires it to be not more than this year of 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds and to have a dwelling place within it. Rabbi Yehuda Bar-Eli says it doesn't need to have a dwelling place. It just needs to have something that makes it something that you would use, like if it has a cistern. Rabbi Kiva says it doesn't even need that. It just all that matters are the dimensions. Rabbi Eliezer on there. Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer says, if it if its length is more than its width, even an ama, you may not carry within it. In other words, it needs to be a square. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi says, even if its length is twice its width, you may carry within it. I'm a Rabbi Eli. Rabbi Eli says, father of Rabbi Huda Bar Eli, Shamati me Rabbi Elazar. I heard from Rabbi Elazar, and it should say Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer was in an earlier generation. He was a Rabbi of Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva was Rabbi of Rabbi Huda Bar Eli. It says on the side, and we'll see later in the Mara, should say Rabbi Eliezer. But I feel like he, the Beit Kur, even if it's the size of a Beit Kur, which is 30 seah, 70 and two-thirds almost by 70 and two-thirds almost is an area of two seim, based sasayim, the two seim, an area in which you can plant two seim of wheat. Rabbi Eli said, in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, even if it's 30 seah, it's okay. Bechein Shemati, I know I also heard from him, another halacha, on if one of the people in the chakter forgot to contribute to the bread of the Erev, they taught Asur Melachis Ulotzi, his house is prohibited to carry in and out of, lo, for him, Avalahem Mutar, but for everyone else in the Chatzar is permitted. If somebody forgets to contribute to the Erev, then he is allowed to be Mavatel his Rishos, he can nullify his right, and then he cannot carry in and out of his house. 
but others in the Chatzar can carry in and out of the house. And I also heard from Rabbi Eliezer, that you can be Yotze Marar with something called a Karbalin. They bring in the note on the side that Rambam and the Rav Nura say that it's a leafy vegetable whose leaves look like a scorpion. Our school offer an English translation of a carbolin. Creeping vine that grows around the date palm. It has a bitter taste. I went around to all the students from Eliezer looking for a friend, looking for someone else who heard these halachos from Rabbi Eliezer, and I didn't find anyone. Mara. My Tana Bikani Va'od. Why does the Mishnah start with the word Va'od and something else for Behuda bin Baba? If it's because in the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Huda bin Baba said something strict, that Pasig Biros can only be used for a public well, and here too he says something strict, Rikani Achriti, and here too he says something strict, Shemachi Tani Va'od, therefore it says Va'od and something else he said. Rabbi Yehuda, that is Rabbi Yehuda Bar-Eli, also in a previous Mishnah said something strict. He said that a the area inside the Pasei Biros can only be a Beit Satayim. And then in the later Mishnah he said that if a public road goes through the Pasei Biros, you need to divert it around. The Lotani Va'od, and we didn't say Va'od. Our answer is because there Rabbi Huda Bar Eli was interrupted by the Rabbanan who argue with him. Here there's no interruption. We went straight from one halacha of Rabbi Huda Bin Bava to another halacha of Rabbi Huda Bin Bava. Therefore it says the od. So you're telling me that wherever the Rabbanan interrupts, you don't say the od. In the Mishnah and Sukkah. Rabbi Eliezer says that you are required to eat 14 meals in a sukkah over sukkahs, and a chachamim say there's no shear to how many meals you have to eat. You just have to eat the sukkah the first night, and beyond that, if you want to eat a meal, you have to eat the sukkah. If you don't want to eat a meal, don't eat a meal. And then we have another halacha of Rabbi Eliezer who says that if you didn't eat the first night, you should make it up another night. Now Rabbi Eliezer. The sukkah daf sukkah, but on Rabbi Eliezer in sukkah was interrupted by the rabbanan of Tani Va'od, and nevertheless it says Va'od. Our answer is Hatam the Milte who daf sukkah. There in sukkah, they interrupted him on the same subject. He said you need fourteen meals. They said you don't need fourteen meals. Hatam the Milte Achriti daf sukkah. But Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eli was interrupted with something else. He said the maximum shear of Pasigiros is to say him. And the Chachamim said, no, two sayim was only said for Gina and Karfeit. They interrupted by bringing up Gina and Karfeit, which we weren't discussing. And then Rabbi Huda said another halacha about Pasigirov. So there they interrupted him with a different subject, therefore it doesn't say the oath. Seemingly, the purpose of this discussion is simply to help us understand how Mishnayos are structured to help us memorize. I cannot think of any halachic significance, and I didn't see anyone who attributes any halachic significance to whether or not it says ba'od. It's simply a way of understanding why Mishnayos are structured the way Mishnayos are structured. Rabbi Kiva Omer, 
Rabbi Kiva says, Afilu ein ba'ela, ein ba'echad mikol elu metopim kuchar. Rabbi Kiva says, even if it doesn't have any of these features, a shomerah, a guardhouse, a kirah, a dwelling, or a cistern, uh, you may carry in it, as long as it is not 70 and two-thirds amos, more than 70 and two-thirds amos by 70 and two-thirds amos. Mara asked, turning to Amabez, Revekiva Hainu Tanakama. Revekiva is the same as the Tanakama in Mishnah and Dathu Chesim and Allah. Rabbi Yehuda said that, a, that the Pasadilas are limited to two Sayyim, 5,000 Kurama. And the Chachamim said, no, the halacha of Pesasayim, two Sayyim, was only said for Dinah and Karte. So Rabbi Kiva is saying the same thing. That the Tashir for carrying in a Dinah or Karte is 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds, which is 5,000 Kurama. Our answers, the difference between Rebekiva and the Tanakama is a little bit. A base sign is 5,000 square almost. The square root of 5,000 is 70.71, whereas Shivim Amav Shirayim, 70 almost and a little bit, is 70.67. So there's a difference of 0.04, which is Four one hundredths of an ama. That's the difference between Rabbi Kiva and the Tanakama. Maybe an easier way to say it is that seventy and two thirds times seventy and two thirds is four nine nine four, not quite five thousand. The Tanya learned the right side. Rabbi Huda Omer, Davar Muat Yeshal Shivim Amav Shivayim, Velona Nuchanim Boshior. As we learned the right side, Rabbi Huda said that there's actually a little bit more than seventy and two thirds, and the Chachamim did not. Did not say its measurement. The Tanakama does deal with it. The Tanakama permits the full 5,000 square almost. And Rabbi Kiva permits only 70 and two thirds by 70 and two thirds, which is how much? 4994. The Kama Shir So what is the Shir of, of Satayim? It's like the Chatzar of the Mishkan. Which the Mishkan, the Chatzar of the Mishkan, the courtyard of the Mishkan is 50 almost by 100 almost. So, uh, Besatayim is 50 times 100, which is 5,000. Minani, Mili, how do we know this? Amram Yehuda, Amakra, Orech Chater, Ne'av, Ama, Verochav, Chamishim, Vachamishim. Rav Yehuda, and this is a different person, and this is an Amora, Rav Yehuda, not Rav Yehuda. He says that the Pulpit says that the length of the Chater was 100 Amos, and its width is 50 by 50. Why did the Torah say 50 by 50? The Torah is saying, Take 50 and encircle it with 50. Rashi uh, gives us a calculation of how you would take an area of 50 almost by 50 almost and break it up into strips and use it to encircle another area of 50 almost by 50 almost until you end up with 70 and two-thirds almost by 70 and two-thirds almost plus this tiny amount that we mentioned before. We're asked, and what's the shot of the pasta? That's not the shot of the pasta. The shot of the pasta is when it says that the length of the chotzer is 100 and the width is 50 by 50, 
It's telling me where should the front of the Mishkan be. It should be at, so to speak, the 50-yard line, the 50 alma line, so that the chotzer in front of the Mishkan is 50 by 50, and the other 50 by 50 is where the Mishkan is. Well, there are those who learn from the fact that the Gemara asks, Pashti de what is the Pasuk really telling us? That the, the drasha before about taking the second 50 almost by 50 almost and breaking it up into strips is only a drabanan. It's an asmachta. An asmachta is only a drabanan. And therefore, the entire halacha of carrying being limited to a base, to a base asayim in the area that's not hukafligira, that's not that's not enclosed for habitation, is only an iser drabanan. It's possible that we bought, that we bought the learning from, which is an asmachta. So there are those who want to interpret the Gemara that way. There is discussion about that, however. Rabbi Eliezer on there, Rabbi Eliezer says that Maita Arka's length was longer than its width. That is, if it's not a square, you cannot carry there. Mara says, We learned in a Braissad, Rabbi Eliezer says, if its length was more than double its width, even one ama, you may not carry there. The Darvishna, Rabbi Eliezer says, it has to be a square. In the Braissad, Rabbi Eliezer says, it can be a rectangle whose length is up to twice its width, but not more. So Rabbi Barbai said, yes, our Mishnah also should not say that he requires it to be a square, but rather he requires it to be not more than twice as long as its length. In that case, he's saying the same thing as Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah. The difference between them is square. Rashi explains that you're arguing about what's the chachila and what's the evidence. If somebody comes to the rabbi and he says, I'm designing a carpet and I want to be able to carry in it, how should I design it? So Rabbi Eliezer holds that the the ideal uh, the ideal dimensions of a carpet are its length twice its width, like Chatzar Mishkan. And that if it's okay, if it's a square, it's okay also. And Rabbi Yossi holds the other way around. The ideal is a square. And if it's a rectangle whose length is up to twice its width, it's okay also. The Gemara continues, quoting the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, Itma, it was said, Amr Rabbi Yossi, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Halachas Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi said, Rabbi Yehuda said, the Shmuel said, Halachas Rabbi Yossi, like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Bibi said that Rabbi Huda said that Shmuel said the Tarvayu Lakula. And they both intend to be lenient. That is, Shmuel said that Allah that it does not have to be square. And Shmuel said that it does not have to be enclosed for purposes of habitation if it, if it meets these dimensions. And in he intends to accept the leniencies of both. Utrecha, and I need both of these statements. The Ashmin and Hachtariosi, because if I said only the Hachtariosi, Avamina Adita Shomirao Beitira, I might say that Rabbi Yossi requires a guardhouse or a dwelling. 
Therefore, he's telling you that we do not require a guard post or a dwelling. And if you told me like the Rikiva, I might think that a rectangle is not permitted. Therefore, he told me that a rectangle is permitted. We said that Rabbi Yossi holds that a square is ideal, but a rectangle is permitted also. Mara continues, If you have a carpet, an enclosure, which is not a chaser, that is more than a beisah sign, that was enclosed for purposes of habitation, you, have, you specifically built it for purposes of dwelling in, if you then planted the majority of it, it becomes like a gina, which is prohibited. The gina is a garden, and it's prohibited to carry in if it's more than a base of time. Natarubo, if you plant the trees in the majority of it, then it's like a chaser, and it's permitted to carry in. You don't plant vegetables in a chaser, but you do plant trees. If you could do things under the trees, if you plant vegetables, you're making that area unusable for any other purpose. So if you plant trees, you can still do your laundry and your cooking under the tree, uh, just like in a chaser. I think we're going to come back to this tomorrow. Have a good day. Great day.